Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's guest is Patricia Gardiner, Chief Marketing Officer to Animal Friends. She recently got her first puppy, a German short-haired pointer named Sky. Animal Friends Insurance was founded in 1998 by Elaine and Chris Fairfax solely to donate for animal charities and they have stuck to this principle all the way through. The vision at Animal Friends is to create a better life for every animal and since they were founded they have given over 5.6 million to support animal welfare charities around the world, helping to protect vulnerable animals both at home and in the wild. Some of the charities they support include Margaret Green Animal Rescue, Four Paws, RSPCA, The Blue Paw, and they also have an emergency fund as well as donating to every type of charity possibly, from butterflies to bull elephants. Now, it is such an honor to welcome Patricia on the show today and thank you so much for, for joining us. Hi, Marnie, and thanks for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation today. I know. We have so much to cover. It's unbelievable. And there is so much, so much out there. But first of all, I'm going to start with a basic question, but starting with Animal Friends. Um, So Animal Friends is based on a strong love for animals. And did the founders, Elaine and Chris, have a long history of actually owning animals? And who did they own at that time? So, um, yeah, I mean, they, they obviously have a massive love for, for animals because actually, you know, the whole vision back when Animal Friends was created back in 1998 was that it was actually started to be able to fund uh, animal welfare and conservation charities. So and the way that they did that was they looked at the need of, of what people could possibly need to help support that. And pet insurance was was one of the ideas that they came up with to then be able to um donate uh, a percentage of the the profits uh, towards all of these different charities and you know even since day one and it's still very much at the heart of what we do today although uh, Chris and, and Elaine stepped back a, a good few years ago uh, it's still very much at the heart of what we do today and and as you said earlier you know we support so many different charities in in different ways so you know, there's the emergency funding. And as you can imagine, from uh, COVID hitting us in, in you know, 2020, really, um, and the issues that charities was, were finding themselves about getting funding, because typically they would do it through events, uh, which means large amounts of people getting together, which just wasn't possible. So we had, yeah, we had some really, you know, charities that we work with in dire straits that, you know, they couldn't even feed their animals so we really prioritized a lot of our funding last year uh, to be able to support those charities and for the first year uh, as you said you know total to date is about 5.6 million pounds but incredible actually in 2020 we donated a million wow well done congratulations wow that is incredible but how did you do it what kind of so how would you get sponsored obviously the pet insurance was one thing and also did you do virtual events and things like that to get that money or 
So from a funding perspective, that's all funded uh, from Animal Friends uh, Insurance and and we share in our profits uh, and give back to animal welfare and conservation. Um, But as I said, it was everything from emergency funding where, uh, you know, roofs had fallen into uh, their you know, shops had been burgled um, and, and that was, the, you know, one of their main streams of income through to we can't even feed our animals. Um, so we prioritised a lot of those. And, and I think last year we worked with or donated to over 165 charities in total. Um, supporting different causes and then obviously we have kind of higher profile partnerships where we work longer term with some charities to to reach specific objectives. Absolutely when you can I just uh, go back to the charities are you talking worldwide I mean really from butterflies to to, to, to elephants like literally worldwide Absolutely. So, uh, you know, last year we kind of started off even before COVID hit, um, we were all really moved by the Australian bushfires and what was happening. And I mean, when you think back and you look at all those animals that were in, uh, you know, lost their homes, they'd been injured. um, We got together as as an organisation and not only did we look at donating uh, £20,000 to the um, uh, to, to the fund but also um, at the same time we got together as a team and we sewed some joey pouches uh, for all the orphan well not all the orphan joeys but a lot of the orphan joeys um, and got them sent out to Australia you know our teams are so passionate about animal welfare and conservation that you know they even got together and did a bake sale internally um, to be able to raise additional funds to, to send out to them as well so you know all the way from Australia through to we do a lot of work with Tusk um, supporting you know their big cat programs and and elephants you know we've done a lot of work with four paws so last year we rescued um two bears actually they oh it makes me want to cry when I think about it but they they had a horrific uh start in life and um we supported four four paws to uh fund the rescue and then fund and support those two bears for a year and they've gone over to the sanctuary in the ukraine where uh in 2019 four paws were the winner of our hundred thousand pound giveaway um and that allowed them to double the size of the sanctuary that they have for bears in the ukraine so the two bears that we supported last year went into that environment where it you know they've been able to enlarge it they can take on double the amount of bears but they've also been able to enrich the enclosures as well which is really exciting but I mean if you see the bears from when they were rescued even to now and it's only been you know a good few months uh you know the difference in them is phenomenal and they're playing now they're happy it's It's just incredible so what were these two bears were were they like um they weren't uh, uh, in China. They keep their bears inside cages for bile. Is that correct? They, they use uh, bile from their liver or something like that for for medicine purposes. And this, I saw a picture of a bear squashed in a, a cage, and he's been like eight years inside that cage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, F- Four Paws did a really great education piece with us actually, and um, you know, there's nothing quite like. Uh, understanding more about these things to really honestly break your heart uh, because they not only do they have them for, for extracting bile and the, the pain and trauma that they go through uh, to extract that bile is just horrific, let alone the conditions that they live in. But also for things like Chinese medicine, they can use uh, bear paws. So we have bears at the four paw sanctuary that, that don't have all their paws intact. Um, you know, in some countries, they're kept as um, entertainment in um, in cages for restaurants. Oh, um, still to this day as yeah. entertainment. Who yeah. would want to watch bears as an entertainment? Who does that? No, and then obviously, yeah. you know, there's the what you would have seen on TV ads probably ten years ago, and you know, dancing bears still happen as well. So, uh, four paws do a huge amount of work around making sure that they can get in and rescue as many uh, as possible and take them to the closest sanctuary. 
Um, but just being part of that journey and watching these bears be rescued and then seeing where they are today is really rewarding. And, you know, us as an organization, uh, you know, we really want to make a difference to animal welfare and conservation. It's not just about uh, donating money, but also, you know, we put our time and skills uh, to a lot of these charities as well um, to, to really help them. And I see you work with the RSPCA and you work with Thin Blue Paw. Thin Blue yeah. Paw. Who are they? So Thin Blue Paw is an amazing charity. It's a really young charity. It's only just started um, in the last year. And um, it's set up by three trustees. So Dave Wardell, Gemma Wardell, Dave's wife, and uh, Kieran Stanbridge as well. And essentially what they do, and Dave, um, just a bit of background on Dave. So I don't know if you remember um, Britain's Got Talent a couple of years ago. Dave was on there. Um, he was a finalist with his um, retired police dog, Finn, and uh, doing some great magic tricks. But actually, you know, the point behind their story was more, so much more important than just the magic was that um, Finn as a, an active serving uh, police dog was actually attacked uh, just over four years ago now. And um, as part of that attack it was uh, Dave was out on a routine call he didn't know that there was somebody armed they were chasing a suspect and um, Finn took the suspect down and as that happened uh, the guy pulled a knife uh, not just a small knife quite a large knife and um, as Finn took the guy down um, he plunged the knife into Finn's chest yeah yeah and Finn doing his job he he didn't let go he was there to protect Dave um and the suspect then went to to attack Dave again and Finn put his head in the way so you know the the bonds that those guys have you know Finn would willingly give his life for Dave and it is no doubt that he saved Dave's life that night but but the shocking thing, um, you know, wonderful not to worry everybody. Finn survived and is still going great guns today, although he's retired and enjoying a bit of peace and quiet. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the shocking thing was when it came to the court case for, for that person, they couldn't be charged really for what they did to Finn. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So No way. Yeah. So four years ago, the only thing that they could have charged him with was uh, criminal damage because Finn was essentially classed as property rather than a life and a soul. I, so, I cannot understand that. To this day, yeah. they are working with the police force. They're sentient living being yeah. and they don't have their property instead of a sentient living being. Exactly. That's so, yeah. Is this changing or are you working so, towards oh, it? It, is, it has yeah. changed already, but there are some more changes, fingers crossed, coming. So um, Dave and Finn went on a, a campaign to get in what's called Finn's Law or part of the Animal Welfare Sentencing Bill. You might hear it called both things. But um, for, for part one and to get it through Parliament, it ended up being with a maximum sentence of six months. So going from being property to actually you can be imprisoned for this offence was a huge step. But actually, you know, from Dave's perspective and, and a lot of other people as well, you know, six months just isn't enough, okay, for, for injuring a service animal or any animal, you know, six months in prison just doesn't do justice. So no, now can barely make a cup of tea or something like that. He probably makes a cup of tea and then he's out. It's ridiculous. Exactly. So, so now we're looking at uh, Finn's Law Part 2, or in, in other areas, it's also called the Animal Welfare Sentencing Bill, uh, depending on who you're working with, but, but we're all aiming for the same thing, which increases the sentencing from six months up to five years. Oh, so, different. yeah, that's just in Parliament at the moment, and we're hoping that it gets passed this year. Um, obviously, there's been a little bit of a delay because uh, Parliament are, are out at the moment due to COVID. But <laughs> Thank <we're> still, you. <laughs> but we're still yeah. hoping, yeah. absolutely hoping that this is going to go through. So, 
that that's a bit about kind of Dave and Finn and and Finn's law. But yes. um, Dave, being uh, an an active police officer, he's a, a you know dog handler. Uh, although Finn's retired now, um, he has a new police dog. But um, essentially, Finn Blue Paw Foundation was set up to be able to help fund the vet fees of retired uh, police dogs because even after a 40-hour week for anywhere between four to eight years, when these dogs retire, they don't retire with any form of pension. So the problem that you come up against is the fact that, you know, a handler may have to make a heartbreaking decision. So if that if that dog has got a lot of injuries, can they afford all of the vet bills that it's going to take to take that dog on? Or are they going to have to look at rehoming their best friend, you know, their life and soul that they've spent, you know, 24-7 with for however many years? So Thin Blue Paw really was set up to take that pain away and, you know, reward these dogs who have given so much in their lifetimes to make sure that, you know, wherever possible, they can stay with their handler and Thin Blue Paw then um, help pay for, for all the vet fees for them. Absolutely. And just like war dogs, you know, they're only now being recognised, the dogs that were in the Second World War and help. It's just incredible how how uh, how much we need to catch up with um understanding the value of, a, of an animal that it is a sentient living being with emotions um i was going to interview mark beckoff who has written the book and uh, the emotional lives of animals he's he's a phd professor who proves that animals have more emotions than humans a bigger palette array of emotions and that the animal may understand the human better than the human understands himself which turns everything around there's a lot we need to look at yeah there's so much to look at and so much we need to explore in the uh, in animal welfare and i hope with you (laughs) in town everybody putting putting themselves together a lot will change but i I see here that you um mentioned that you've set up a unique dog breed health guide jolly what what's all this about so uh, if I tackle the, the breed health guide first, so we've really put that together so that people can, when they're looking at either buying a puppy or rehoming a dog, um, that they can understand what comes with that breed and what to look out for. So essentially they can go in with their eyes wide open because what we don't want to do is people to make decisions on buying or rehoming a pet and then not understanding what they're in for. So uh, the Breed Health Guide really does drill down into our kind of top 10 breeds at the moment, and we're looking at expanding that. But what it does do is it drills down into potential conditions that those dogs might have in their lifetime. Um, But then it also has, in in conjunction with Joy, who is our online vet provider uh, and partner, um, it then gives people preventative advice as well. So not only do you go in with your eyes wide open, understanding what this dog could encounter in the future and, you know, sometimes even potentially what that costs. Um, But you can also then understand, um, you know, from a health perspective, how you can try and prevent uh, some of these conditions. So, you know, as an example, um, with puppies, you don't want to over exercise them and you don't want to do a lot of ball work with them because, you know, people think it's great to be able to burn off all of that puppy energy. But actually what you're doing is pretty much setting them up for potential arthritis uh, at a later date because oh. all of that shock absorption on the joints. Exactly. I, I had to, in Doga, I had to do a risk assessment with a vet and she said oh I don't think puppies should join doga in case um because their ligaments and tendons are still forming so all this stuff by lifting your dog on your belly or bringing you know that this is a no-go for puppies though everybody wants to bring their puppy into a yoga class because think they're doing a great thing with their dog but actually these dogs really should be left alone to roam around but no lifting no stretches nothing so I uh, that's definitely something that we don't understand that they're babies yeah absolutely and uh, some of the other key things that if you get a a dog with particularly long ears 
you know, it's understanding the risk of ear infections or grass seeds in ears or, you know, potential skin conditions and really how to prevent those uh, to make sure that you've got the right cleaning routine. Um, you know, you're checking after walk for grass seeds, etc. So that then uh, you understand how to work with your dog and, and you know, help with their well-being. Absolutely. Poor little Robbie. You know, when we had that heat wave two years ago, Robbie and I were in, um, he's a Maltese terrier and we were in Hampstead Heath, my little monkey. Yeah, grass seed went into his ear. I had no idea what was going on. And finally we went to the vets and he had to have this extracted and it wasn't a walk in the park. He was really unhappy about that operation. It's minor, you know, small operation. But for him, he was traumatized at the end by the vet. Like, you can't touch his ear anymore. Uh, every time he sees a vet now, he really growls and almost attacks them because it's such a sensitive thing, the extraction of a grass seed. Do you know anything about the ears? I wanted to know because they must have like a billion mus- um, nerves endings around the ears or inside. Is that correct? I, I don't know. Can you give us some tips about the ears? Because I do ear massage with dogs and they seem to like it a lot. <laughs> little ear massages yeah uh, do, do you know what Marnie I don't know um but what we could do so as you said earlier we uh we've got a online vet partner called Joy um so all of the animal friends insurance customers that have a dog or cat policy have free access to our online vets and they're available 24 7 Uh, And they can answer any of these questions. Um, So any concerns that you might have, um, you can just pick up, uh, pick up your phone. You have a quick video call with them. You know, they've even got an online symptom checker if you didn't want to speak to somebody. Uh, And you can go through, you can upload pictures and then somebody, um, if, if it's deemed necessary, then they'll say, actually, you know, we really think you need to speak to the vet. Just, just join the queue here. We've seen that as a hugely valuable service for our customers especially in lockdown um, as where you know typical um, vet services aren't as readily available um, quite rightly because of covid Um, but it has you know it has been mentioned as on some of our feedback as a godsend Um, I know myself I've used joy a number of times uh, either for peace of mind or even with my uh, mum's dog who is a a rescue dog I phoned joy uh, last January um, and explain the situation and they said look you you need to get into the vet straight away um, and we did and luckily we did go when we did because he was in intensive care for a week and luckily he, he made it um, but yeah you know their advice was was incredibly valuable that you know I wasn't overthinking this um, and that he did actually need to go it is so disconcerting in lockdown, isn't it? When something happens, um, Robbie had suddenly stopped moving. He didn't walk anymore. Uh, and and I, I was, I, you know, I asked him, please talk to me. Tell me how bad it is. He just wouldn't get up. And I, it was like his legs went lame. And now listen to that. I, I phoned, obviously, PDSA, 24-hour emergency. I, I was like just Googling, looking for someone to give me advice. I, I, was, I was, you know, ner- a nervous wreck. Because it is horrible. It's a horrible experience, especially in lockdown, alone with your dog. You cannot speak to vet. You know, this is so important. And then it turns out, <laughs> I should go and see the vet. That was the advice. The next day, I shouldn't worry if he's still drinking and eating. Give it 24 hours. So I went, I carried Robin to the vet and he saw my vet. I can't mention the name, but he saw his vet. And he just ran. <laughs> he got up and he ran away. And I said, no. And I felt like the idiot and and my vet went hey it's all right it's all right let's have a little look the way he's walking and he said I have no concerns and things like that and gave some anti-inflammation and but you know I, I mean it is horrendous so this is really really good for the listeners to know we can contact you directly it's amazing what you can do via video consultation uh, now. It's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, um, just a, one of the vets, Sarah Warren, uh, is one of the UK's leading uh, dermatologists uh, for pets. So, you know, skin conditions immediately. She can, what what she loves, and, and this kind of grosses me out a little bit, but what she loves is, you know, by the time the pictures are sent in, um, she can still see, you know, if they're if they're a bit gooey, uh, because by the time they've got to the vets, they've normally scratched that off. 
Um, so, you know, I've had lots of presentations of, of gooey skin conditions, but um, being able to see them firsthand before they're scratched off allows that diagnosis to happen, you know, a lot quicker and easier. And, you know, the guys at Joy are really, you know, striving to, to offer that, you know, gold level standard of service. Um, and, you know, it's backed up by, you know, our client feedback. Our client feedback about them have, has just been through the roof. Uh, it's been phenomenal. That's it. I'm I'm going online next time. But let's get to the the the, the bulk of everything. Uh, also, you have another service called Pub Start, which obviously must be. We need some statistics now. Obviously, let's talk about the the not so cool stuff uh, during lockdown. How many <laughs> how many Brits bought a puppy? A puppy, a lockdown puppy during lockdown. We know that there has been a, a significant increase in both puppy and kittens uh, being bought during lockdown. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people look along the lines of I've got the time to be able to spend with them now, to be able to train them and be there, you know, companionship, the, you know, the mental health aspect. So I totally understand uh, why people were doing it. You know, even uh, I was a, a, a lockdown buyer, um, probably not in the same situation because I had been looking for a while. <laughs> um, just lockdown got in the way. Um but yeah, so um, figures wise, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I know the BBC did some uh, great stats just before Christmas around the cost of puppies and, and the increase. I know that Robbie's a rescue puppy, puppy farming, I think, uh, Maltese Terrier, and he was sold for a thousand pounds in 2012. Well, uh, in East Ham, from a from a puppy puppy breeder thingy, weird services. It wasn't uh, very sad. Very sad. He was a thousand pounds then. Do you think they're going higher now? They're more than a thousand. Um, according to the stuff that I read on the BBC back in September, um, the average cost for for um, had more than doubled during lockdown with dogs costing almost 1900 pounds on average and then popular breeds had also seen a, a sharper increase as well um but yeah they did some some phenomenal work actually on on those increases so um you know cocker spaniels uh, saw the highest year on year inflation at 184% Okay, but there comes a problem with Cocker Spaniels because when you're in lockdown, you don't have puppy training. You can't see a trainer. You're enclosed with an animal that is is a baby. A Cocker Spaniel needs a lot of lot of exercise and a lot of training. Um, and that, I mean, it's not happening, is it? I mean, I've been in the park and I've seen new owners with puppies. They don't know what they're doing. Their dog, they absolutely don't know what they're doing. They're just holding them on a flexi lead, going, Oh, yeah, it's a puppy, it's a puppy. And I see the dog wanting to run off, wanting to have a good time. And I always check with them. I said, Have you had any training so far? And they say, Oh, no, no, we haven't got a trainer because we can't. You know, there's no training. There's absolutely no training. And this is the problem. I think uh, I think with that, Marnie, I think, you know, there are some options. So some of your traditional options might not be available where you can go in face to face. I know uh, with Sky, because she's a German shorthair pointer, we managed to get at least a couple of sessions in between the different lockdowns um, with a gun dog specific club because they understood the breed and, and how she works and, you know, how to really get the best out of her. But, but we've managed to, you know, get the basics with them. But there are a huge huge amount of uh, resources available online but that's really why or one of the reasons why we looked at um, starting uh, pup start uh, because I, I was going through <laughs> I was going through this myself so all the things that people don't know and what and and don't necessarily uh, expect with puppies and really how can we help them so with our partners at joy um we pup start so any um puppy that comes through that's under a year old can uh, with an animal friends policy can join the pup start program which um gives you consultations uh with a vet nurse which then take you through a one-to-one -one training plan 
Um, so they'll go through the different issues that you're experiencing, advise you on best way to be able to manage that, and then support with some videos uh, to follow that up. Um, as part of that as well, we do a month's uh, free flea and tick treatment to make sure you start off on the right foot. Um, we're working with Dog First Aid as well to provide a short introduction to puppy first aid as well. So if you get if your puppy is likely to get into a couple of scrapes or you probably know as well as I do how much they like to eat things, um, you know, how to be able to, to deal with those types of things. But then also, you know, it's around the education program as well. So between Animal Friends Insurance and Joy, um, we are sending out helpful content uh, once a month each, focusing on different areas at different stages of the puppy's life. So you'll only be getting relevant information to the age of your puppy. Um, but even things like uh, that I had no idea about when when I got Sky that actually how poisonous some foods are. So you know grapes, raisins, uh, xylitol. You know I was petrified about Sky getting into my bag and getting my sugar-free chewing gum uh, that's got xylitol in it. I had no idea about that. Wow, I knew about grapes and raisins and chocolate but xylitol is is probably one of the most poisonous because people don't really know about it and it's a it's a sugar substitute so it could be in things that you think oh that's all right they could just have a little bit of this a little bit of that but uh, xylitol is really really poisonous for them but you know even down to who knew daffodils the poisonous what? to dogs. I heard about that. Daffodils. I know. The bright, lovely springtime hello flower um, is poisonous to dogs. And I never knew that. So uh, finding all these things out, I was able to make sure that I prepared the garden. Um, I've helped educate my daughter, who's nine years old, uh, to make sure that if she's having grapes, she has to keep them away from the dog. Um, you know, she's 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 fairly big already. She's already, already over to 20 kilos um so you know she can jump up um but it, it's making sure that it's not just me who's educated but everyone in the family is educated so that you know sky's a, a bit safer uh, than she would have been so it's using all of those skills and and knowledge and experience from both afi and you know being new puppy owners through to experienced puppy owners the vets at joy the vet nurses at joy uh, dog first aid trainers and we've put this whole kind of education program together you know even down to identifying um, skin issues early um, so that you you know you can help them early on rather than let it get to a point where they end up in this round of kind of a, a an antibiotic resistant phase which you never want to get to um, so yeah it's this whole program but uh, it's there just to support even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, it's Ben Bidwell here, otherwise known as The Naked Professor. I'm popping up to say the brand new series of The Naked Professor's podcast is now live. We're all about having deep and vulnerable discussions about what's really going on and how people are really feeling and dealing with the challenges in their lives. Each episode features a roundtable of incredible guests. You can expect to hear things like this. You know, the father I was a year ago is different to the father I am now. Past months have been more up and down than I've ever experienced. My stress levels have been elevated since the show came out. I've been working really hard to try and hold the good and the bad in my life at the moment. These conversations are more important now than ever before. So if you want to tune in, and subscribe to the Naked Professors podcast wherever you found this one. My fear behind promoting puppies and things like that during lockdown, um, there is the danger that, of course, uh, puppy farming could increase again. And because Robbie is a rescue from a puppy farm, I, I, I always am a bit concerned about people buying puppies. It's what, what do we need to look out for as uh, new pet owners when if we think this is the best thing? Yes, we want a puppy in the family. What, what, what can we do to not go into the den of a puppy farming organization? Because they're everywhere. I, I, yeah. They're just, yeah. And- and it is hard uh, during lockdown as well to to really do the the kind of background checks that you normally would, but um, Animal Friends is, is supporting uh, the RSPCA's not just the Animal Welfare Sentencing Act that we talked about earlier, but we're actually supporting their For Pup's Sake campaign as well, um, and we're helping to raise awareness of of both of these issues, and we've um, we've generously contributed fifty thousand pounds to the RSPCA to to help do that, and the pups for pup sakes campaign is really around um, educating people to the dangers and understanding puppy farming. So you know our natural reaction would be that if we went in and we saw or we suspected that it was um, a, a puppy farm that we would just we would buy that puppy because we want to rescue it there and then and we don't want them to be in those awful conditions but actually by doing that what we're doing is we're just feeding the beast because the money comes in the demand is still there and and what we're not doing is shutting these things down so for pup's sake from rspca has has already launched um and they've got a great series of ads out about being able to identify or understand the things that you could be up against if you do take on a puppy from a puppy farm but also from the the flip side, you know, there's some great advice on the RSPCA website around this campaign about really how to identify what a puppy farm looks like and then how to report it. But what does it look like? Because we're thinking of a farm and a mill and cages. I mean, I've seen horrendous pictures, but also a puppy farm could be in somebody's home, right? Just literally in somebody's home home they can run this some of this is going to be around instinct as well so you know if somebody is being quite evasive about where you're meeting them so oh uh, during lockdown you can't come to you know the home uh, we'll have to meet at you know a, a meeting spot or you know if you can't see the the parents with them uh, you know they're all signals or even if they're pushing for for those deposits uh, hard going oh well they're going to go tomorrow or they're going to go in the next five minutes if if you don't put your deposit down now you know they're they're all things that would really start to to ring alarm bells uh for for me um because if they're a responsible breeder you will have some great contact with the breeder so um you know having sky um we, she was a lockdown puppy but we had some some phenomenal support and we still have phenomenal support from from the breeder that um you know even though we couldn't go into the environment we had multiple live phone calls um both with mum and puppies uh then we had a live video call as well with dad uh so that we could see his temperament and how he was with people oh how wonderful daddy was there too wonderful and, 
Yeah, and and you know the the support that they gave us all the way through, you know, educating. They've asked, uh, you know, they interviewed us as much as we interviewed them, because they were making sure that you know their puppies were going to the right homes, and that they were confident that the people taking them on, because uh, she is a GSP, you know, she's not a designer breed, um, but um, they are very specific dogs. Uh, they're called Velcro dogs, if you didn't know. Um, and that's because they love just to stick to you. So um, <laughs> Velcro dogs. So Rob yeah. is a Velcro dog, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't sit down in the evening without Sky either having her face or her paw on me. She has to be touching me um, because they are very, very um, sociable dogs and, and they love their humans. They, you know, they want to be glued to them. So, you know, the breeders wanted to make sure that, you know, you were ready for that. Plus, you know, they've got high energy they need a lot of exercise so not only did I do my research about the breed and decide that you know because I wanted a big dog I wanted to make sure that we were getting the right breed and temperament as I have a nine-year-old daughter um and then working with the breeder to understand mum and dad and their background and their temperaments and what are they like. And, you know, it was a real two-way communication. And and if you are looking at going for a, for a breeder rather than a rescue, then, you know, you should expect that from the breeder. They should be interviewing you as much as you're interviewing them and ask those awkward questions. See those puppies with mum, um, you know, see dad, look at the conditions around uh, where they are and make sure that you feel comfortable and nothing is ringing alarm bells. It's absolutely amazing uh, advice and I was just going to ask because you mentioned rescue dogs. I'm a big fan of rescue dogs. I always say don't buy a puppy, get a rescue dog but that's just me and rescue charities because that's what I do I campaign and I was all I was heavily involved with the dog meat trade and uh, humane international and and all dogs matter and everything I've, I've known them for years so what would you say you know if you're unwell and you're in lockdown and you're rescuing a dog potentially with already strong anxiety and and may have had abuse and everything is it a good thing to think this dog is going to help me mentally during lockdown and it's a rescue dog that actually needs to have stability right he doesn't need to help somebody else emotionally no so i think i think first off everybody's got to think much longer term Okay, because because a dog is for life, uh, not just for lockdown. I know it used to be, you know, a dog's not just for Christmas, but um, you know, a, a dog is a huge commitment, and you've got to make sure that you're ready, not just now, but what's coming down the future. When you know, at some point, when we start getting back to some form of normality, are you know, is that dog still going to fit in your life? And I think, you know, somebody gave me a great quote the other day that. Your dog is part of your life, but you are your dog's life. So how do you make sure that you can give them everything that they need? And and that's why you've got to think much, much longer term. So as long as you're thinking longer term and you've got the right situation and you can look after, uh, you know, a dog or any pet, actually, and, um, you know, you've got the right environment, you've got the time or the support network around you to, to help you, then whether you have a puppy or whether you rescue a, a dog, as long as you've assessed all of those, it's it's got to be for the right reasons. It can't just be short term and feeling a bit lonely. Um, I'd love to have a puppy, but actually, um, when I go back, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to cope with this. So we've already seen, you know, some uh, press in the last couple of weeks that there has uh, been an increase in 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 puppy abandonment um, and and rehoming. It is incredibly hard situation, and it's so heartbreaking to have to give your puppy back because you thought about yourself first. I, I can't imagine giving a dog back ever, ever. A dog will come first in every way, but uh, a spare of the moment. And um, I was going to ask you something very important. Uh, do you believe that uh, dogs are holding our emotions? Do they hold our emotions? Do they feel our stress? Do they hold it in their bodies? They feel everything that we feel. So, um, 
if um, even if I pretend to cry, uh, Sky will come running. Uh, and she's in my face. She wants to know what's wrong. Uh, I trapped my finger in the drawer the other day and I was hopping around because uh, it was one of those, you know, where you've done it and you're like, I can't believe I've just done that. And um, and she was so worried about me that she wouldn't leave me alone. Um, so, you know, stress, anxiety, you know, they feed off of their humans and, and, and they do feel what they feel. And that's why with somebody like, you know, Dave and Finn, just going back to them, that's how they're so in tune because Finn knew exactly how Dave was feeling. He could read Dave, not only just from a, um, from an emotional perspective, but also from like a hormone level perspective as well. So because of their sense of smell, uh, the way that they react to you in different situations. So, you know, you'll see if I've spotted something at night because I'm walking sky in the dark and I've heard something and I look round, I've got a bit of an adrenaline spike, but that she will also react to that to go, OK, mummy. What's going on? Why, why, are you, why are you spiking right now? What's happening? So, so they feed off your emotions and your biological signals as well. People think I'm mad coming up with the idea of doga, yoga for you and your dog. But my thing is, it is absolutely right, absolutely right to bring your dog into a yoga class, a human yoga class, where you relax amongst humans and dogs are allowed to roam around freely finding their own space now people say why do you not pick up the dog straight away why do you let them do their thing and it can be everything you know everything can happen in that yoga class as in accidents you know what I mean and I say well the less you interfere the more genuine you become because you are going to slow down your central nervous system right your fight and flight system reduces right what happens then stress hormones reduce you smell differently your dog has a sniff they can sniff around. They can smell that you're slowing down your heart rate. Their pulse slows down too. So I believe, my research is, is that the, um, the central nervous system of the dog is completely entwined with your central nervous system. So bringing a dog to yoga can only be a good thing, especially learning to, as an owner, to allow things to happen in the class and not feeling bad or guilty, or embarrassed. So you learn to, as an owner, address your own emotions first and see, actually, it's my thing. Because in yoga, you start observing, the mind slows down, so you, you have time to observe what's going on for you in your body, yeah? So you have this time out, and yet your dog is included and he can have sort of time out from you. <laughs> Does that make sense? On a neutral ground with other people and other dogs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you were saying, if, you, if you're just trying to pick them up and move them away, it defeats the object, okay? Because you're there to, to focus, you know, mind, body and soul, really, aren't you? And, um, yeah, if you just keep picking them up or you're getting worried about them or wherever they're going, then um, then it defeats the point. But actually what it's great for them is is good socialization as well. And they not only can they be in a really calm and relaxed environment, you know, there's, there's they've got the, the opportunity to socialize not with just other dogs, but other humans as well. Uh, you have just covered everything. Thank you so much because... I've noticed is the people that did go for the rescue dog that come to Doga have put in a lot more, they've invested a lot more uh, on understanding a rescue dog. They really come for the, sorry if I may say, the right reasons to allow the dog to be and to give themselves a break from the dog. And they are the ones that really are quite cool. I wish somehow... I could convince people that it's a process and they just need to trust the journey, that it is a process to allow things to go wrong, to allow things to bad behavior isn't such bad behavior. You know, we can go on forever, you know, humping and all, all that will manifest in a doga class. It's incredible. All the bad behaviors come up, but that is not for us to judge in that space that we're creating. One more time. What is animal friends? Just why do we click? 
Um, as as a as a company overall, you know, if animal welfare is important to you, then animal welfare, um, animal friends insurance is a great fit. Uh, for you so not only do you get to help uh, contribute to saving everything from a butterfly to a bull elephant uh, and everything in between you know air land and sea uh, we we really do you know spread the spread the love across our charities and different types of animals Um, but if you if you want uh, cover for your dog cat or horse um, you want online uh, vet consultations if you want to to support animal welfare then animal friends insurance is is definitely somebody that you should be looking up and we did we did my producer and I just saw you guys and I said this is something else because the money's going to charity as well and that makes all the difference it's it's a real uh, a real honor it's a real honor to to speak to you Patricia <laughs> Just find a a seat, you know, wherever you are right now, wherever you are, just try and align your spine. So the most important thing is is that we're just sitting upright. So if you're in a chair, you have the chair to support you. If you're sitting on the floor, just make sure that you maybe have your spine propped against the wall. Or uh, if you're lying down on the back, just lie down properly. Um, From here, um, most importantly, just allow your dog to be wherever they are if they're close to you and they're a velcro dog (laughs) velcro dog and attached to you then you're you're in the luck it's already a benefit she's in the chair next to me i have to move one of our armchairs next to my desk so that she can be close great are you looking at her at the moment i I am looking is she looking at you she's a little bit distracted at the moment she's she's just heard something so I want to work with that distraction today. So we're going to do something quite funny. It's called the panting dog. And it's actually in yoga, it's called breath of fire. In Sanskrit, kabalbati. And it's very simple. We're going to pant like a dog and she might jump up. And that's going to be so interesting to observe. How is she going to respond to you imitating her breathing? Now, the breath, what's great about this exercise is that you release CO2 and you replenish O2. So you're bringing O2, uh, oxygen, back into your body, releasing the CO2, carbon dioxide, or whatever it's called. Anyway, uh, it's also a really good exercise if you're sitting in a plane and you have a mild panic attack. So <laughs> it's what we do. It's, it's brilliant. So just relax, uh, sitting upright. You can do this with open mouth. And if you just gently release the tongue... Uh, on uh, the lower palate, uh, just so let your tongue sort of slightly stick out. Uh, floppy tongue. And um, I'm going to do the breath now. You just exhale sharply and you draw your navel into your spine. In the same time, you're exhaling. So just be aware when you're exhaling the belly, the navel goes into the spine, into the back wall of the spine. So I'm going to do it a couple of times. Shall we try this together? Ready? Yep. Sure, let's okay. go. You, by the way, you can laugh. It's fine. It's all. <laughs> it's, yes, yes. Just the, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. There's nothing serious about Doga. So just relax into the shoulders. Yep. Keep your spine straight and let's go. Look at her and go for it. you go that's what i wanted to hear keep going so she will start licking your face now so just just keep going if you can if you can keep going I'm a doggy. What's yeah. wrong? <laughs> I just got a face wash as well. That's exactly Hello. what happens. 
So that's how you get your attention. You get their attention. Try and speed it up a tiny bit more. And now we're going to speed it up uh, twice and just go. Darling, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, can you, can can you hear a happy growl? Yes. A little happy growl. Hello. Oh, yes. Very good. Oh, good girl. Just another 30 seconds. Keep going. Excel, 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 excel. good now follow me take a deep sharp inhale through your mouth and a deep sharp exhale very good and a slow inhale And a slow exhale. Really nice, Patricia. Keep going. Inhale. Wow, this is great. Keep the eye contact. Now breathe, consciously breathe into her. Breathe into her body. Inhale. Exhale. Feel your pulse slowing down. This is good. Inhale. Exhale. Now try and soften your inhale. Just try and lengthen your inhale from your tail into the crown. Lengthen the inhale. And soften the exhale. Very nice. And again, inhale. Exhale. Now I can feel your shoulders lifting on the inhale. Can you draw your shoulders down and away from the ears next time? Inhale. How did you hear that? Because I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Slowly inhale. Draw the breath up from your tailbone. The much better. Inhale. And exhale. If she's close by, just reach with the palm of your hands to sky. And now imagine you could breathe into the palm of your hands and just send the breath over through the palms of your hands like Reiki. Just breathe into the palms of your hands. Keep your hands open. Inhale. And exhale through the palms. Very nice. Inhale. Exhale. Feel a tingling sensation in the palms of your hands and the tips of your fingers. Good. Exhale. Just feel those palms connecting to your body, to your emotions, everything that you are, your whole being. Breathe in. If she's anywhere close by, you can just place your hand on sky where you think she needs relaxation. Where you think she needs relaxation. It can be two inches away from her. If she's too excited, keep a slight distance. It can even be from afar that you're she's, just focusing your mind. Yeah, Yeah, she's just calmed down. Lovely in that last bit of breathing. Very good. Let's keep going. Inhale. Exhale. And just send the vibrations. Inhale. Exhale. And just send some love through the palm of the hands. Some warm love. Inhale. 
on the exhale release it and extend that love to her and again inhale exhale you may feel some heat around the palms of your hands and if you're close to her you may feel some heat around her body wherever the heat takes you is where she needs the healing so if you feel a little hot spot in your palm or around her body then just stay with that place and just breathe into it but now through the nose oh wow she looked it. <laughs> inhale breathe into your nose and exhale through the nose I have uh, psychic abilities as well with dogs, so I have a feeling for her it's the crown of the head for some reason. I don't know why I'm feeling her at the crown of the head. Is that where you are at the moment? Um, that's where I'm focusing on. She's Beautiful. about a foot away from me, but I'm, I'm stuck with headphones, so I couldn't get any closer. Very nice. Just feel that also at your crown. Connect her and you through the breath. Inhale. Do you get migraines by any chance, Patricia? Occasionally, yeah. So that's what I'm feeling as well. So, yeah, really unlock the crown of your head and her head as well. So you, for you, it's a little bit above the crown of the head. So I, that's why I'm hovering above her ears. That's where the mi migraine sets off. So slightly above the crown of the head. Just breathe into that part. Not into the head, but above the crown. Oh, wow. We can really feel her. Beautiful. How are you feeling in your emotions at the moment, Patricia? Nice and relaxed. She's just come over to me, actually. Hello, baby. So now what we're going to do, because we could go on forever, I could do a lot more work, but uh, what we're going to do is just, if you feel free, let's use our beautiful voices to resonate together. We're going to chant Om. It's the sacred sound of Om with our dogs. So just follow my lead and have fun. Take a deep breath, inhale. Oh. And now just focus on the top of your head when you sing. Inhale. And now just chant into sky for the last one. Really chant, chant through her. Inhale. Oh. And now just look at her and say, Shanti, Shanti. Shanti, 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 Shanti. And then just bow your head to sky and say thank you to her for her presence, her existence, her kindness. And just bow with the palms and namaste. 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 And this can really solve a lot of the migraine issues, just this bowing to this sentient living being. Um, Patricia, I hope I didn't freak you out. No, not at all. You know, I'm always up for trying new things. This is amazing. I had a very strong feeling about you. 
and I can feel everything in my body now. So it's amazing. Um, thank you for joining us in every way. And thank you, Sky, for responding. Uh, yeah, I got a, a full wash. So, uh, no, that was amazing. I didn't expect that level of um engagement from her to be honest and she as soon as I started doing that breathing she was all over me it's it's amazing and they they do that because the breath is obviously coming out the air and also they don't understand why all this sound and and then later on they're reassured because of your heart rate slowing down they get reassured that it's fine and that's when they settle and it's a whole process it's it's a beautiful process it's very healing for both yeah no and uh you know that was great to experience so thanks for that Marnie that was lovely so much and we gotta wrap it up but I would love to talk to you a lot more and I hope we can catch up again yeah definitely and I wish you absolutely all the the strength and all the endurance and all your passion for animals and the incredible that that keeps going through this incredibly challenging times and that you will be finding even more strength to carry on through these challenging times because where there is darkness there is light and it's always like that absolutely and uh you know i wish you and and everyone uh listening to this you know stay safe um when you get to see robbie give him a big squeeze uh from us and uh yeah just just take care of yourselves thank you very much namapo patricia namapo namapo Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people and dogs. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Namapa. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.